What is going down, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I'm your host, Jay Nixon. And today's a little solo cast based on a question that I received about a week ago. So somebody asked me, Jay, what is the one thing you feel like you need to do to be the most successful? So if you guys know me, and most of you do, I don't just do one thing and I can't really think that way. So I came up with five things Not that I must do, but five things that you must give up if you truly want to be successful. So the question was pretty awesome because it got me thinking on what is it that I do when I need to get to the next level of success? And so I'm always auditing, always self-correcting, always self-adjusting as we all should be. So I came up with a list of these five things that I believe that you have to give up to get successful. See, most people have the belief system that In order to be successful, you've got to do more things. You've got to add more things. You've got to create this and add that and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is real success comes when you start deleting the things that aren't bringing you value. When you start deleting the things that are actually holding you back in life, actually holding you back from your success. And these five things I'm going to tell you today are the actual things that are getting in your way. And so there's truly the only way to be successful at the end of the day. And I'm talking success on the grand scheme. I'm not just talking about money. I'm not just talking about weight loss. I'm not just talking about your relationships. I'm not just talking about your spirituality. You guys know those are my four buckets that I, that I live and breathe by. And I think everything falls into those. I'm talking globally on all four spectrums. I'm talking success for me is when all four of my buckets in life, my health and fitness, my money, my relationships and my spirituality are all thriving at the highest level. That's what true success is for me because that's what gives me the freedom of choice and the freedom to create anything that I want to create. See, when one of those buckets is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, most of, if not all your effort usually goes to that bucket and then all the other buckets start to suffer. So the key with what I'm going to give you today is these five deletions will actually make your four buckets work better, function better, feel better, and they'll actually be easier to manage. So let's jump into them. So the five things you must give up if you truly want to be successful. Number one is you have to give up the short-term mindset. You see, successful people, successful growth-oriented, growth-focused people focus on long-term outcomes, not instant gratification. See, the big issue is most of us focus on that instant gratification. This is what really gets us in trouble. This is what gets us in trouble with our weight. This is what gets us in trouble with relationships. This is what gets us in trouble with money. When we make decisions based on instant gratification, reactionary decisions based on outcome, long-term thinking decisions, nine chances out of 10, it's not going to benefit us at the end of the day. And you see successful people think differently. Successful people think about the long-term outcome. Let's just break this down into a few different categories. Successful people, if someone is talking about health and fitness, successful people understand that the instant gratification of that bowl of ice cream does not outweigh the long-term benefit of having that healthy and fit body that you truly want. So that when you put on your favorite pair of jeans or when you put on that favorite dress, it fits the exact way you want it to fit. See, that's long-term outcome thinking as opposed to the instant gratification of this ice cream is going to taste amazing. Well, you know what? The ice, the ice cream probably will taste amazing for about 30 seconds. And then once it's over, once the experience is done, 
the damage is done and therefore you can't come back from it. But if you have long-term outcome-based thinking, then putting on those pants, putting on that dress, how you feel in that suit, how you feel when you walk out on stage, how you feel when you walk into a room, how you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror, like those are the big decisions. Those are the big feelings in life where we get the most gratification from. And that requires giving up short-term mindset. That requires giving up instant gratification. And listen, let's be honest. I'm not saying don't eat the ice cream. I'm not saying don't eat the cookie, don't eat the cakes, don't eat whatever. But if most of your decisions are based on instant gratification, then the long-term outcome is going to be negative for you. But if most of your decisions are based on the long-term outcomes of how you want to look and feel, then you're going to make better decisions and you might have that bowl of ice cream one out of 50 times as opposed to 49 out of 50 times. The same thing goes with your money. Normally when you make a quick, irrational, reactionary decision with money, it usually comes back to bite you in the ass. That's usually when you get buyer's remorse. That's usually when you buy something you really don't need. That's when you buy something where you're trying to impress somebody else rather than just something that you actually need for yourself or your family. Um, let's, relationships is a beautiful thing. When somebody makes the dumbass mistake of cheating on a spouse or being unfaithful to somebody, you think they're thinking long-term on that? You think they're thinking down the road of like what, how this is going to play itself out? How this looks in six months whenever their husband or wife finds out about the debauchery? You think they're thinking about that in the moment? No. They're thinking about the instant gratification of, of fulfilling their ego and that comes back to bite you in the ass every time. I can't think of one scenario and that's ever been positive. Can you? I mean, that's kind of a grandiose, like, you know, that's a real world, like slap in the face example, but it's so true. Like long-term outcome thinking is like, listen, my relationship is so freaking valuable with my husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend. I would never do something in the moment of instant gratification just to fulfill my ego because I know the long-term ramifications of that are not what I want. But most people live with the ego up front. That's short-term mindset thinking. That's going to get you a negative result each and every single time. So number one, guys, give up the short-term mindset. Start thinking long-term outcome-based decision-making. Deal? Number two is you've got to give up playing small. What I mean by that is successful people dream big and then take actions on those dreams. Most, most small players are this. This is the easiest way to think about this. Most small players are thinkers. Small players are the people that are like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start this when big-time players, successful people, aren't thinkers. I mean, yeah, you got to think in order to do, but they think about it, get the idea, and then they take massive action on the idea. They don't wait and wait and wait and wait and wait because of the fear of failure. Most of the time, a successful person, failure doesn't even cross my mind 99% of the time, guys, when I start something. Like I decided that I'm going to have a live event here in Palm Desert, California on October the 19th. I decided this about two months ago. Live event, 250 people, Palm Desert, California, calling it Inspired 2019. I'm going to put 250 people in a room. I'm going to have sponsors. I'm going to have speakers. I'm going to have, it's going to be the most electrifying event in Southern California of 2019, the future of health and wellness, mind, body, and spirit. I just thought of the idea, made the decision, booked the room, got the AV, started getting the speakers and the balls rolling now. You know what I'm saying? It would have been super easy for me to be like, this is a great idea and that'd be so fun and like, it'd be amazing. Look at all the people we could help. And then I'll probably do it. You know what? I'm going to do it next year. 
there's not enough time, right? I don't care how much time there is. I think it's like 85 days away. I haven't even started selling tickets yet. I'm going to start selling tickets in about the next five to 10 days. And it's going to sell out. I'm going to put 250 people in that room because my intention is pure. The event's going to be rock star solid. It's going to be, it, it will be the best event that you attend or that you have the opportunity to attend in 2019. That's the difference in being a thinker and a doer. Like most people will think about doing something like that. The difference is the successful do that. And I'm not touting myself, quote unquote, as as successful. I'm just saying that's the different kind of mindset that you've got to get, right? You got to stop playing small. If you want to do something in life, you have to go after it with reckless abandon. You can't keep waiting. You can't keep saying next year, next month. I can't tell you how many people come to me or send me a note and say, hey, Jay, I've heard about your your transformation program. I've heard about this. All these people are losing weight. Like I know so-and-so, like she lost 50 pounds already this year, like six months. This is unbelievable. I'm going to start in November. Why are you going to start in November? Like it's it's almost August 1st. Why are you going to waste? Why are you going to waste August? Why are you going to waste September? Why are you going to waste October? Like, what what are you doing, right? See, that's the difference in thinking. And and, and in actuality, they're probably never going to start. I can't tell you how many people have told me, Jay, I'm going to do your program. It's going to change my life. I never hear from them again. Because that's the difference in being a thinker versus a doer. But on the flip side, when someone finds out about it, reaches out to me and says, hey, I've just, I just met so-and-so. They've been working with you for this many months. They've lost this amount of weight. How do I get involved? I say, this is how you get involved. They take massive action. They get, they get quickly into the program. Guess what? Now, three months later, they're 40 pounds down living the life that they want to live because they didn't wait. You never get anywhere in life waiting. Like, what are you going to do? you got to stop playing small. The same thing with money. Like, if you, if you want to make more money, and you know you need to get a new job in order to do that, or you know you need to get a side hustle in order to do that, stop waiting. Like 2020 is coming. Start now. Because you're going to mess a bunch of stuff up between now and 2020. Even if you start like a weight loss program, you're like, in 2020, I'm going to get super fit. You better start now. Because it's going to take you the next, what do we got, seven months left? in the, Do we even have seven? I'm, I'm horrible at this. The next five months left in the year, August, September, October, November, December, next five months left in the year, it's going to take you those five months just to get your stuff ready, just to get yourself in a position where you're ready just to create the habits, standards, and rituals that you need to create in order to have a successful 2020. If you wait till the start of 2020, we're going to be talking 2021 before you actually get the results that you want to get. You see what I'm saying? Stop thinking and just start doing. Start taking action on the things that you think about. That's the difference. It's the difference between playing small versus playing big, going after your dreams. And who cares if you fall on your face a couple of times? We all do. I do all the freaking time. I can't tell you how many ideas I have that I take action on. And I'm like, well, that sucked. Right? But at least I know. I know it sucked. I know it didn't work. And then I know I learned something from that that I can apply to the next thing I'm going to do so that I don't have to make that same stupid mistake again. And there's the likelihood of my next idea being better and working is way higher. Right? So don't be afraid to suck. Like I suck all the time. Like I'm not good at some stuff and it's okay, but I don't stop. Keep going. Number three, you've got to give up your excuses. See, successful people take full responsibility for their lives. I'm going to read that again for you. 
Successful people take full responsibility for their lives. It is nobody else's fault. It's nobody else's responsibility. It's nobody else's issue, problem, anything. It is your responsibility to take responsibility for your lives. You are solely in control. You are in charge of your decisions and your decisions will dictate the outcomes that you get. Successful people do not allow excuses and old stories to keep them stuck in their current state. They just don't. If you're someone who's stuck in your current state, you're allowing excuses to override you, you have to get my new book, The Purpose of Pain, How to Turn Tragedy into Triumph Because Life's Not Supposed to Suck Today. I need you to go to Amazon right now and get it today. If you're local in the desert, come to my studio right now and buy a copy because it will change your life. It's all about getting stuck in an old story and not being able to get out of it. I will give you the step-by-step solutions to get yourself unstuck and so you can start living a life of abundance. But you've got to give up these excuses. Like I'm, I'm surrounded by excuses. And listen, I'm not ripping on people. I'm not bagging on people. This is, we're conditioned to make excuses. It's, it's the world we live in. You walk outside today and have a conversation. You have 10 conversations today. You're going to hear nine you're going to hear nine people give you some excuse of why they can't do something. Why they're not successful at something. They're going to blame the government, they're going to blame the city, they're going to blame their boss, they're going to blame their husband or wife, they're going to blame their kids, they're going to blame their mom, their dad, they're going to blame everybody but themselves. They will be the only person that's not on the hook for why they're not doing what it is they're doing. They'll blame the damn weather. I mean, it's I, you know what I get so sick of? Like, this is, this is an excuse. This is an excuse for not taking massive action in your life. And if you do something like this, it's just a tell. A tell is like it, it gives somebody the signal that you're not, you don't have the right mindset to get where it is you want to go. We live in Palm Desert, California. What's the key word in, that, in, the, in, that, in those, two, those two words? Palm what? Desert. It is hot as shit out here for like two months out of the year maybe even 120 degrees. But guess what? The other 10 months, it's freaking beautiful, gorgeous. So gorgeous, I don't even want to tell anybody because I'm afraid they're going to move here. So I try to tell everybody it's 120 year round. But when I hear somebody complain about how hot it is here, I want to slap them across the face. I'm like, you you chose to live in the desert. What part of Palm Desert did you not understand? Like, did you not take geography in the sixth grade? That's like somebody moving to Canada and being like, this snow is some bullshit. Like, I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. It snows in Canada. It's cold as shit. Get a shovel. But that's a tell. Like, that's, and you're saying, well, how's that an excuse, Jay? It's not an excuse, but I guarantee you, if you're someone who bitches about something like the weather, where you made the decision to live in the town where it gets that damn hot, you are also someone who makes excuses about other shit. Because you blame shit. You made the decision to live here. You can move anytime you want. You can relocate. I got real estate agents all over the country. Call me. I will get your ass a house somewhere else. But you know what? You're going to find something there you don't like. You're going to find something there to complain about because you make excuses. You bitch. You complain. Like, that's not a winner, man. Winners don't do that shit. Raise your hand right now if you've been around me for any extended amount of time. You ever heard me bitch about how hot it is in Palm Desert? Ever? Nope. Never. You know why? Because I'm so happy I don't have to shovel snow. I don't give a shit. Bring on the heat. 
I'm not built for snow. I know that. You know why? That's why I don't live back east. That's why I don't live in Boston. That's why I don't live in Chicago. That's why I don't live in New York. I'm not shoveling snow. So if I move to Boston, Chicago, or New York, and it snows, and I bitch about having to shovel, who's the idiot? Me. I made the damn decision, right? So you are, you are in control. Stop complaining, man. Stop making excuses. That's the difference. Successful people don't. We don't have time. Like, it's beautiful out here. Bring on the damn heat. I love it. I love it when it's hot. I wish we'd get an extra month of it. Number four, give up your need for approval. Successful people don't need or desire the validation of other people. If you live by the compliment, you will die by the criticism. You need to be authentically yourself 100% of the time. No mask, no false personas. Be you authentically 24-7, 365. Now, this is harder than it sounds because we are a society of we want people to like us. It is a human characteristic to want to be liked. So what I want to explain to you right now is there a, there's a major difference in being liked and seeking approval. If you are a good human, if you're kind, if you're awesome, if you have gratitude, if you're grateful and you're thankful and you're just pleasant to be around, people will like you. But there's a big difference in that in seeking their approval for what it is that you do. You see, I don't care about your approval. I really don't. I want you to like me, but I want you to like me based on how I treat you. I want you to like me based on the kind of human that I am. But I don't want your, I don't need your approval for the things I do because I know my intentions are all based on that being a quality human being where I try to bring value and beauty and awesomeness to the world. So my, your approval, it doesn't really matter to me. And I mean that with, with all due respect. I think what the problem we've gotten into is now we are a social media world where we're living these, we're living two different lives. We're living these like parallel lives where one of them is our, like our real true authentic self, which very few people ever get to see because it's super scary and vulnerable. And one of them is this bullshit, like social media persona that we're putting out there. That's like, you know, we're quoting stuff and we're memeing stuff and we're like, everything's beautiful. And then I meet you in person and I'm like, well, this person's not like their social media persona at all. Like, this is weird. See, here's the bottom line. You meet me, I'm the same joker on social media that I am on in, in real life. 24-7, 365, ask anybody. And you know, what I, you know what I don't do? I don't go to my posts. Do I post on social media? Yes, I do. Do I, make, do I post on Facebook, Instagram? Yes, I do. But you know what I don't do? I don't give a shit how many likes I get. I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care who, I don't care what the comments are. I don't care in a, in a negative way. Like I'm, I don't care if I get one or if I get 5,000. What I care about when I post something, most of my stuff is pretty motivational, inspirational. Occasionally I put something up that I think is funny or whatever. That's really what I, that's really what I'm all about. Like I'm posting something motivational and inspirational on my Instagram and Facebook for guess who? Me. I'm motivating myself. I'm trying to inspire myself. And through that, if you get inspired or motivated and you were like, hey, Jay, man, this was awesome. Like, that's a win for me. But if somebody doesn't like it, if somebody doesn't comment on it, if somebody doesn't want to be my friend on Facebook or my friend on Instagram, like, I don't care. Like, that's not, 
That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to authentically be myself 24-7. And those people that are drawn to me will find me and they'll follow me if that's if, if that's even important. And the only reason I even have a if listen, if I wasn't in business, if I wasn't in the business of helping people, I probably wouldn't be on social media. Like if I was just to do, let's just say that I was like a, I don't even know, I sold something that I didn't even need to have any human contact with, right? Like I just sold this thing and people bought it and it wasn't, you know, it didn't require me to be social at all. I probably wouldn't have a Facebook. I probably wouldn't have an Instagram, right? I'm on there because I'm in the business of motivation, inspiration, transformation, all those types of things. And I absolutely love what I do, but I don't live by the compliment. Therefore, I don't die by the criticism because guess what? That's just the way life is. No matter how great you are today, tomorrow somebody's going to be pissed at you. And so stop seeking the approval of other human beings who are just as flawed, probably even more flawed than you are. See, that's the crazy thing. We want somebody who's more jacked up than us to approve us, to validate us. You don't need validation. You don't need to be validated. You don't need to be approved. You don't need to be pedestalized by another human being. So that's the crazy part. Like we're trying to get other humans to validate us. That's nutty. Like, think about that for a second. Why do I care if Billy Bob in Kentucky writes on my Facebook page and tells me I'm an asshole? Like, Billy Bob evidently doesn't know me because I know I'm not an asshole. But some people will get just derailed by that. Like, I can't believe they put, I can't believe they said that. That hurts so much. Like, I don't give a shit if Billy Bob or Bobby Jane or anybody, I mean, if they don't like it, they don't like it, right? If they do, I mean, hell yeah, I'm all for it. Like, I'll high five you. I'll support you to no end. But you can't be seeking the approval of other human beings because we're flawed. Like, you don't need my approval. You don't need my validation. And I don't need yours, right? Stop seeking approval. Just be you authentically 100% of the time. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. It's our ego that wants to be validated. Not your true self. Your true self knows who you are. Your ego is the one that's out there seeking the high fives and the, the accolades and the bullshit for something that you're probably not even, you're probably not even that really that way. It's just your social media highlight reel. Number five, guys, last one. You've got to give up toxic people. Successful people surround themselves with winners. Successful people surround themselves with people that lift them up and push them to be the best version of themselves. It's that simple. I've talked about this at nauseum. If this is, if you've heard me speak at any event, if you read any of my books, if you listen to me online, if you follow me at all, you know I am a proponent and an advocate for getting toxic people out of your immediate life. I'm not saying if your mom or your dad or your cousin or your sister or whatever's toxic that you gotta you gotta cut them off and never talk to them again. I'm talking about allowing them to have influence over your existence. Kind of goes back to the number 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 four. Allowing them, allowing their approval to either validate you or crush you. You've got to stop doing that. You've got to surround yourself with people who lift you up, people who want you to win, people who care about you, people who, when you win, they clap the loudest. When you fall, they're the joker that's already picking you up before you hit the ground. Like those are the people you got to surround yourself with. You don't need to surround yourself with people who validate you. You don't need to surround yourself with people who like believe this, this false bravado that you need to perpetrate. Like surround yourself with people who know the real you, the authentic you, the vulnerable you, and they push you to be the best version of yourself. 
If you can find a group of people like that, you're going to win and you're going to win big. And see, that's what successful people do a really good job of is they don't allow themselves to be infested with toxic people. If they find someone toxic in their circle, they just simply eradicate that person from their circle. They don't have to, again, they're not, they're, they're not sending them dirty notes. There's no eradication letter or contract they have to sign. They just stop allowing that person to be close enough to them to negatively affect their lives, right? You can remove someone from your circle far enough where they can no longer negatively impact your life without writing them off from your whole life. Make sense? But what you must do that core circle, those people that you're so close to, those people have to be the ones that will pick you up on their shoulders without you even asking for it. Those are the people that you have to surround yourself with. It may be one person. It may be two people. If you're lucky, it may be three or four. It's not going to be 20. It's just not. You don't have enough bandwidth to have 20 people that close to you. Again, this goes back to this social media world we live in. Everybody thinks they have 5,000 friends. You don't. You don't. You might have five friends. I know that might be shocking to you. You might have five friends if you really drill down to the definition of what a friend is. You might have a shitload of acquaintances. You might have a shitload of people you like to go drinking with or hanging out with or doing this and that with, but you might have five friends in your entire life. Think about that. So you better make sure those five people, those three people, those four people are freaking rock stars and that nobody has a toxic energy that is dripping over into your life, dragging you down. And on the flip side, you better damn sure not be toxic in somebody else's life because everything in life is reciprocal, right? So if you're being toxic in someone else's life, then I guarantee you you're getting toxicity in your own life. So clean your act up first. Then audit your circle. Make sure the people that you're surrounding yourself with are rock stars and you can't lose. Let's recap them. Number one, give up the short-term mindset. Number two, give up playing small. Number three, give up the excuses. Number four, give up the need for approval. Number five, give up toxic people. You guys rock, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love you guys. I love that you listen to the show. It means the absolute world to me. And I'd like you to do two things for me. If you're down, if you listen to my show, I'd like you to go to iTunes, give me a five-star review, tell somebody else why they should listen to the show. Then I'd like you to share this show with a friend, a family member, share it just on social media, share it with your Facebook people. Maybe one of those people that need to be in your circle, need to be one of your five, are going to hear this, see this, and get drawn closer to you because they know you two are like-minded. See, that's really what it's all about, is we've got to find more people like us, the difference makers, the disruptors, right? that are ready to take the next step, ready to go to the next level. We've got to find more people like us to surround ourselves with. And the only way to do that is to start disseminating this kind of information so you can see who it jives with and who it doesn't. You give this to somebody and they're like, man, that dude's a jack wagon. And you like, you actually like what I have to say? Guess what? That person's probably not your peep. You give this to somebody and they're like, man, that dude's kind of spot on. And you believe what it is I had to say? Guess what? You're one step closer to finding that person that's going to help you get to the next level. Guys, be amazing to yourself. Be amazing to each other. Love each other. I love you, and we will talk to you very soon. Don't forget my new book, The Purpose of Pain, How to Turn Tragedy into Triumph, is available on Amazon. If you haven't got it, get it. If you've got it, read it. 
If you've read it, review it. That's the system. Five-star review on Amazon would mean the world to me. Please do that for me. And again, we'll talk to you super soon. Have an amazing rest of your day. See ya.